0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three biased co-hosts. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. This is Big Ten Preview Week. Ryan has already uploaded to YouTube a very doom and gloom Nebraska preview, so <laughs> be sure to check that out. Watch it's at your realistic. own risk if you're a Nebraska fan. Uh, we also have our 1 through 14 Big Ten rankings there. Probably, as you're listening to this episode, it's it's already up on YouTube. And in the next few days, we're going to have in-depth previews covering, at the very least, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. So lots of content on YouTube. But today, an audio-only podcast, we have six burning questions about the Big Ten. First question is uh, similar to one we had in the ACC episode about Clemson's offense. This one is, is Ohio State's defense going to be a problem again this year?
2: Well, I mean, let's just set it up. They were 59th in the country in yards per game, 38th in points per game, and in some of their biggest games, they got exposed. Oregon had over 500 yards in Columbus. Michigan ran for almost 300 yards. Utah put up a ton. But but that being said, I don't think I'm as nervous about the Buckeye defense as I am the Clemson offense, uh, mainly because of how elite the the Buckeye offense is. And, and I think it can really mask some of the defensive flaws, just like it did in the Rose Bowl versus Utah. And also Ryan Day addressed it. They bring in Jim Knowles, who led that great Oklahoma State defense, you know there could be a little transition period to his scheme, but I don't. I don't see how the defense could be worse lo- than last year. Uh, I'll let you guys get into the some of the individual contributors, but the pieces are there. I like that they bring in Oklahoma State transfer Tanner McAllister. He can kind of be a leader and coach of the the Knowles system, um, and they they just need to get more out of the the line. But um, we we've talked about it in in our YouTube. If they can get some production out of the the young, you know, five star guys that are on the D line and cause some disruption. I think this defense could be really good.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem again. Um, I think they're going to be a much improved group. Uh, obviously love the hire, uh, the defensive coordinator. And I, it, like you were saying, try, I think it all starts up front on the defensive line. And I think that's the, the spot where they are going to improve the most I, JT Tui Malau, I expect him to make a huge jump. He went to high school just down the street for actually from where we grew up in, uh, Seattle, Washington, he went to mm-hmm. Eastside Catholic, but, um, I think he's going to be have, have a breakout year. He had three and a half, three and a half sacks last year in limited time. Um, but I think he's going to be a, a huge contributor for them and make a big run, make big jump. Then they have another sophomore defensive end, Jack Sawyer, who coaches seem to like, Jim Knowles seems to like, thinks he's pretty flexible in his position. So maybe you'll see him in different spots. I think he's going to play an important role as well. And then around them, you got a bunch of experienced guys, Zach Harrison, Taron Vincent, Javante Jean-Baptiste, there's, you know, maybe none of those guys have been elite players, but they're going to go a good solid eight deep on that defensive line of, of players that are fully capable of playing and playing pretty deep, playing pretty well. So Jim Knowles has already stated that, you know, he wants to play a deep roster. So I think having a fresh defensive line coming in every time that you can, you know, keep going in after the quarterback like that. I think they're going to be pretty darn, pretty darn good. Uh, Linebacker, Tommy Eikenberg, He's had like a billion tackles in the Rose Bowl against uh, Utah. I think he's setting himself up to kind of take that next step. Um, and then in the secondary, I, I I agree with Trey Tanner McAllister coming in at safety. I think it's a big addition for them. He should probably start right away. and just helps having a guy that knows the system and can and see everything in front of him. Hopefully, help everybody get into the right spot. So, you know, I think they'll make a big jump. I think they'll be really really good and. I don't even, I mean, they don't even have to, to, to win the big 10. They could be the same defense they were last year and still have a good chance to win the conference. But I think they're, they're thinking national title.
1: Yep. I agree completely with both of you guys. I think the defense will be good enough when paired with this great offense to potentially win it all. And, um, in secondary, a couple guys, you didn't mention Denzel Burke at corner, yeah. uh, should have a big year. Ronnie Hickman back as well, another year older. So those two guys, um, you know, now experienced heading into this year will be big and getting Josh Proctor back from injury at safety yeah. so just overall I, I think they'll be much improved yep
2: indeed alright next question which non-conference games involving Big Ten teams are you most most looking forward to
0: yeah yeah this is um, there's really like it's. I think it's a pretty weak slate of non-conference games overall for for you know the, for the Big Ten here um well not but, michigan yeah. though look at michigan's schedule <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, colorado play state, the state hawaii and
1: yukon come on uh, fair, Take your fair pick. sorry
0: yeah yeah that's 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 pretty rough right the there real. yeah ah oh, man i mean the, the, the of course the marquee marquee and kind of note, notable game would be notre dame at ohio state but i don't know Ohio State's is gonna be a pretty large favorite in that game so i'm I'm not going to go with that one. The one I most look forward to looking at or watching is Oklahoma at Nebraska. I, I am so hoping that Nebraska can manage a way to get to 3-0 and by beating Northwestern, North Dakota, and Georgia Southern. Not a tall task, but for Nebraska, nothing's easy. All right. So that just would set up such a huge game for Nebraska. Like that's Scott Frost's chance to beat OU, to get to 4-0, to actually consider, you know, hey, we're legit. We're At least decent, so I'm looking forward to that. At least I hope I'm looking forward to that after you know a
1: few weeks. Yeah, that is such a big opportunity potentially for Frost, especially with Indiana and Rutgers as the following two games. So yeah, I don't want to like start counting wins and stuff because we know what happens with Nebraska. But the opportunity is there. Yeah, I mean I'm Notre Dame at Ohio State. I think for me is the one I'm by far the most excited about. It's the first Saturday, Week One, and uh you never know i mean we thought the same thing with oregon at ohio state uh, ohio state was a pretty big favorite i don't remember the exact point spread there but it was probably pretty similar to what this one will be so never know what could happen but um that's intriguing marcus freeman's well not his first game as head coach but sort of you know yeah if you, sort we of don't come yeah. the bowl game um what else we got we brought this up in the pac-12 episode but another one i'll bring up is washington at or washington state at wisconsin and just from Wisconsin's perspective ton of new pieces in the secondary they brought in secondary they brought in a lot of transfers so this is a nice test for them going up against Cameron Ward great transfer quarterback for Washington State so against that air raid that they'll be they'll be tested yep i'm going to look at
2: um, i kind of agree with you Ryan that the overall slate isn't amazing but September 17th you touched on Oklahoma Nebraska that's great but you've also got Penn State at Auburn fun matchup there. Michigan State yeah. travels to Seattle to play at Washington. Get to learn a lot about both teams there. And then just a fun one, SMU at Maryland. You know, yeah. the, it's it could be like the yeah. first to 50 wins that game. That's going to be a fun be game a to one. watch them go up and down the field. Get to see uh that Terp offense and SMU offense, but uh so that's a September 17th will be a fun day for the Big
0: 10. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good pick. You you have others. You got the the Seahawks Iowa State and Iowa should be a good game. seems to be always lately. Uh, Rutgers at Boston College, anybody? No? (laughs) We're reaching. Reaching a little bit. All right, fair enough. Uh, All right, next question. Who is the third best team in the Big Ten East, Penn State or Michigan State?
1: Very close here. Tough question, but I will say Penn State. I think, first of all, last year they were, I think, just about as good as michigan state the only difference was they lost all their coin flip games whereas michigan state won most of theirs including the game against each other exactly and the betting market actually that was the last game of the season so you get a good indication of kind of how the betting market uh valued these two teams on the road penn state was favored against michigan state at the end of last year now they like you said they lost a close game so but but the point is they were pretty similar but I see Penn State getting better this year. The defense has enough talent coming back to be very good, and there's a couple guys coming back from injury, as we mentioned in our YouTube episode. PJ Mustafer at defensive tackle, and um, Adisa Isaac. Exactly at defensive end. Thank you, Ryan. Um, and I think I think the offense. I'm I'm sort of optimistic about the offense because even though we know the offensive line is is what it is question mark, but there's reasons to think it could be better this year. And Sean Clifford, hopefully hopefully it was the second half of the year kind of that injury was affecting him and he can have an improved season, especially in his second year. Finally, a repeat offensive coordinator for him with uh, Mike Yursich back, got the five-star running back, Nick Nicholas Singleton to help him out. Love the receiving core. Parker Washington is great. Mitchell Tinsley had over a thousand yards at Western Kentucky. He's transferring in. That's huge. So I I don't think they're going to miss Jahan Dotson that much. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm bullish on Penn state.
2: Yeah. I'm, I think it's razor thin, but I am also, uh, on Penn state, uh, mainly because you also look at their schedule. They host Sparty this year. And then if you look at Michigan State, they drew the tougher teams from the West. they Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Illinois, compared to Penn State, just drew Northwestern, Purdue, and Minnesota. Um, and and I think the defense will also be a strength. They had some key injuries last year. Some of those guys will come back. Manny Diaz is the new defensive coordinator. I think he's going to get the most out of that unit uh, for, for Penn State. And then, you know, touching on Sparty, I love Jaden Reed on the outside. Thorne, you know, had a great year last year, always seemed to find – find Reed streaking on the outside, but I just really want to see what life is like without Kenneth Walker and see if, you know, they can hit, if they, if they hit some more flyers on the transfer portal, like they did last year. So there's still some question marks there.
0: Yeah. uh, We all agree with Penn state here. Um, I don't, I personally don't believe it's quite as close as maybe you guys think. I think Penn state's clearly going to be a a, a better team this year. Um, I think those injuries were massive. For them on defense last year, they were sitting at five and zero last year, and then PJ Mustafar got hurt in the game against Iowa, which was a very close game, um, and they and they lost that one. And then it kind of snowballed; they lost a ton of close games after that. But if if they didn't lose him, PJ Mustafar was a massive piece. It's great run-stuffing defensive tackle. Um, I think that really changed their season. I think if they had him. They beat Michigan State. They beat a couple of maybe one or two other teams. I think all of a sudden the season just totally flips. So as long as they stay healthy, I think that defense is going to be really, really, really good. And I agree with Michael. I think the offense is going to be better. I like the receiving core. Sean Clifford's shown some good moments in the past when he's had good, you know, a good supporting cast. Um, and it's clearly him. It's clearly his job. So not going to be any shuffling of quarterbacks with Will Levis or whoever it may be. It's his job. So I think the running backs, they're going to be a renewed focused on the offensive line as far as running i i i think they're gonna be better they're not gonna be great but i think they're gonna be better defense will be much better i don't know i'm just ryan
1: you you gotta love on the offensive line they had a transfer first team all ivy league i mean that's that's no joke as we know (laughs) no joke at all man dude (laughs) ivy league guys make it to the nfl all the time yep all right well sorry michigan state i mean like i said trey and i think that's close i mean they're they should be good again, but uh listen,
0: but yeah. I'm I'm I like they're not Michigan State's not gonna be bad. They're gonna be a good team too, but it's more of me being more bullish on Penn State than anything. Okay.
1: Next question we have which Big Ten players will have breakout seasons in 2022?
2: All right. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to go one off or do you want to do two at a time? One, one at a time. Let's do one at a time. All right. So I'm gonna start out. I'm gonna go with a Purdue wide receiver. And I'm setting myself up here because it's kind of tough. There, there are options, but I'm going to take Brock Thompson. They, they, So, they, of course, they lose David Bell. Then the offseason, they lose Milton Wright due to academics. Um, I guess the concern I have with Thompson, he missed most of the offseason with surgery, but I just can't ignore what he did in the Music City Bowl win versus Tennessee. He shlo- showed a glimpse of what it could be like for him. 217 yards on seven c- catches. But I will acknowledge, you know, there's guys like T.J. Sheffield or Iowa transfer Charlie Jones. But I'm leaning to the senior Thompson. Uh, I just think that Braum offense will get the most out of someone in that receiving
0: core. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. I'm going to go with um, an Iowa linebacker. I'll take Justin Jacobs. Um, he'll be in his second. Well, last year was his second season, but first year really playing. He had 53 tackles. Um, but in the but the way that Iowa's, you know, they they develop their linebackers there. And I think he's just only going to see his stock just continue to rise. Um, So he should be in store for, I think, a big third overall season there. It doesn't hurt that he's going to be playing next to Jack Campbell, who led the nation in tackles. So maybe he'll get quite a bit of attention attention from opposing offensive linemen, maybe giving him a little more free run. So Justin Jacobs, that might be your next kind of stud linebacker there for Iowa. Okay, I've got an obvious breakout candidate here, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio
1: State wide receiver, kind of an easy one. He had three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl last year, so kind of gave you a preview of what he could do when Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, of course, are gone. So, you know, Ohio State is going to have the best offense in the country, Um, and right now Jackson Smith and Jigba, of course, is the clear number one, but number two is up for grabs, and Harrison might be the, the favorite there absolutely and uh, you know they're going to key in on Njigba, so i would i like
2: harrison there all right i'm going to take a little bit more of a flyer with my my second guy maybe it's a year too soon but i'm going to say running back nick singleton of penn state they 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 did not have the most reliable run game last year uh, but he he was the number one running back in in last year's class he enrolled early they're saying he might re- also return kicks, so the coaches really want the ball in his hands, you know, when he when they can. Early on in the season, it might be a committee. You got the incumbent Kayvon Lee, and then the other freshman Katron Allen. But I think Singleton is the guy that that everyone wants, and he has the most talent. So if he breaks out, then Penn State as a team could really break out as well.
0: All right, my next one is uh, Calvin Hart Jr., uh, linebacker for Illinois. Played two years at NC State in a crowded linebacking room uh, there, as they have a very good group now. Um, Then he transferred to, to Illinois last year and was playing really, really well in the very first game of the year against Nebraska actually got some national honors for how good he played for how well he played. Excuse me. Um, but then he tore tore his ACL in that game against Nebraska. So that was the only game he played all year. Um, but so coming back this year, as long as he's healthy, I mean, I I think he's going to be a a great defensive player for them. Um, they've had some good linebackers kind of in recent years and I think he'll be one of them. So yeah, Calvin Hart jr
1: okay my uh second breakout player is jordan turner inside linebacker for wisconsin there is a, a huge well a couple of huge holes there left by leo channell and jack sanborn of course both gone so ton of production up for grabs turner only played 24 snaps last year but he had two picks and a tackle for loss so made the most of it he's going to get a ton more snaps this year so i would think he'll be a, a big breakout player all right um Any honorable mention, breakout players? Yeah,
2: I got an honorable mention. Uh, I love the Maryland offense, and so I'm going to look at a receiver, Dante Demas Jr. He got injured last year, and he only played five games, but even with that said, with his five games of stats, he was second on the team in receiving yards. He averaged over 100 a game, had a couple over 60 yards, is a major outside threat for Talia. Their receiving quarter is stacked, and I think Demas could really bust out this year.
1: I want to bring up uh well there's a couple players I guess on the Michigan offense you could choose from JJ McCarthy of course at quarterback yeah. he's yeah going to get a lot of he got a lot of snaps last year and you would think that would only increase this year and could potentially turn into a, of course a quarterback battle with with uh Cade McNamara, McNamara so see what happens there and then the at running back with um, Hassan Haskins gone of course Quorum is probably the lead back but you've got donovan edwards behind him who was a former blue chip recruit so uh i do di- i'm just bullish on the michigan offense i know they lose josh gaddis but we've discussed it on this podcast we don't necessarily think that's a massive loss we think they can you know go on and, and yeah. not skip a beat without him offensive lines very good they brought in ola am I'm, I'm going i'm going too much into michigan right now but <laughs> i'm just uh, for yeah. a breakout player list but i'm you know we're not we haven't brought up michigan a lot so Wanted to talk about them anyway. Well, I don't know. You'll do, a,
0: I don't, you'll do your own YouTube episode on them, so that is right. That is right. So I'm I'm just getting a little excited here. There you go. It's all right. Um, I'm gonna go with. I, I kind of want to bring up another Illinois guy, Jerzon Newton, or otherwise known as uh, Johnny Newton. He was a freshman last year. Had 51 tackles. Uh, led third third on the team in sacks. Um, as a so going into a sophomore year, coaches are pretty high on him. And Illinois has come up with some good defensive linemen in recent years as well. So, just an, I mean, that's the second Illinois, you know, breakout star that I'm going with. So, yeah, I, I'm i I'm in the kind of the boat that Illinois Ryan, is surprise some folks Ryan, this year. The,
2: if you listen to the YouTube and now this episode, Ryan thinks like Illinois is going to win the Big Ten.
0: I mean, you know.
1: I They're gonna. I think they're going bowling. (laughs) I'm just giving you grief. I I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. You guys want me to give more more Michigan breakout players? I can do it. Oh no! I think Ronnie Bell is gonna re-breakout. Can he qualify as a re-breakout star at wide receiver? No. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. This upcoming one, personally, I think it might be the hardest question of the entire preview season. If Wisconsin is the favorite in the Big Ten West, who do you think should be the second
0: favorite? Uh, To me, I think this team will be um, maybe the number one, actually. So it's not that hard for me. I'm going to say Iowa. Uh, They won the West last year, um, and they returned more production than anybody in the Big Ten West. So combine that, that's obviously a good sign for them. Um, They were tied for seventh in the nation in yards per play given up, Um, and their defense should just once again be – Uh, lights out Um, they're going to be led out led by um, the Big Ten defensive back of the year Riley Moss and then they got the national uh, tackle leader Jack Campbell back at linebacker other two linebackers and are back and three starters on the D line yeah they do lose a few guys in the secondary but I mean I'm not too not too worried about that the the Iowa defense seems to replace those guys well obviously the problem with the offense is just they were so horrible last year and they still won the division. I think they're you would think they'd be slightly better with the skill positions getting a year older. They had some young pieces at receivers. So I just think they're going to be a little better on offense. Defense will be even a little bit better. Boom. Iowa. They know how they just know how to win games.
1: Yeah. Iowa is one of the teams I considered. Obviously, you got to consider Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue as well. I'm sure Ryan considered Illinois. Maybe Trey and I not as much. But (laughs) I considered Illinois.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you did. Not Northwestern though.
1: No, no. Um but but I think between those those four teams Iowa Minnesota Nebraska Purdue it's so hard to separate those teams. I chose Minnesota though. I I think their defense was really good last year, and they definitely lose some important pieces, especially on well, especially up front on the defensive line. But they added some transfers, and I think the secondary is really good. So I don't think they'll just totally drop off. They'll be worse on defense, but I don't think they'll drop off. And then I think on offense, the upgrade from. Mike Sanford as the offensive coordinator to Kirk Scirocca should help things a lot. Tanner Morgan and all of his top receivers are back. The running back core led by Mo Ibrahim should be, I mean, there's no way it can't be healthier this year. They had really bad injury luck. And you know, just like the defense, though, it's the line play that's the question mark. They lost four good starters there, but they added Michigan and Notre Dame transfers, good ones. They've got one of the best centers in college football, so I think they'll be okay, but they're they're, both their issues are in the trenches so that's that's concerning i don't feel amazing about them but they're they're my top pick the other reason i like them kind of that gave them the tiebreaker say like over ryan's pick of iowa is that iowa has to play both ohio state and michigan from the east and minnesota avoids both of them yeah and
2: i i agree this is it just kind of proves my point here is that you could have any of these teams and it it you can't really bat an eye because i'm leaning to purdue like the four teams you mentioned my michael it's like they all have compelling compelling arguments as to why they should be you know number two but also some glaring questions and the reason i kind of went with purdue is one their schedule their east crossover games are penn state at home in in the first game of the season and then they the other ones are only maryland and indiana so really about as good as you could ask for from a schedule front um but then as a team that i guess if you had a question it's Receiver, they lose Bell and Wright, but I trust Braum to have a productive offense and they're not depleted. They have returning production there with guys like Sheffield and Thompson. They have a transfer, but uh, defensively, they have to replace Brad Lambert. But the defense, I think, should still be okay. Return some solid production, uh, especially in the secondary and the interior of the line, mixing in some transfers, see how that all blends. But I just seem to maybe trust them the most in terms of. I know that they won't be really bad on offense. I like Aiden O'Connell. And the defense, I think, should be just fine. Um, whereas, you know, the other teams have, like, really glaring issues. Like Iowa's offense. Or, you know, maybe Tanner Morgan and Minnesota don't don't come back to their old old ways. So, And Nebraska's just got a whole new staff uh, on offense and, and the team, pretty much. So
1: that's why I went with Purdue. Uh, Nebraska's got a favorable East draw, too. So you could definitely go with that. Yeah. It's
2: Indiana it's and Rutgers. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's wide open, no doubt about it. I wouldn't I mean I'm low on Nebraska, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them second either, so who knows? It can be fun to watch. All right, last probably, question probably here. It'll probably be not fun. Yeah, it true. Is. It'll probably be <laughs> agonizing to watch, but <laughs> all right. Uh who's gonna win the Big Ten guys? I am taking in the East.
1: Ohio State. I'm going out on a limb. I know they didn't win oh, it last wow. year. I know. I know. But I'm I'm picking them. Picking them over Michigan. How could you pick um, them when Michigan won last year? I know it's true. It's true, but I'm um, I'm going <laughs> with them. And then in the West, I like we said, I don't think they're anywhere close to an overwhelming favorite, but I will take Wisconsin. I'm I'm counting on Jim Leonard to to have a great defense, even with all the losses. They've got still a really good front seven. D line is experienced. Nick Herbig, great edge rusher. Secondary got gutted, but they add a, a ton of good transfers, so I, I think they'll they'll manage there. And then on offense, you've got an experienced and talented offensive line. You've got a beast of a running back, Braylon Allen, who that's the first mention we've
0: had of him this episode. No, it's not. I mentioned him. Oh, you mentioned Braylon Allen? My bad. I wasn't listening. If it's not the YouTube episode, I'm sorry, but man, I feel like I, I said his name. In
1: this episode? Oh, now, see, we just recorded oh. the YouTube episode. Now we're getting them all mixed up. Not sure, but you know the passing game is a major, major question because Graham Mertz had a very bad season last year, and the receiving core they lose some of their top targets, and it it wasn't a good receiving core to begin with. So on paper, this is one of the worst group of receivers in in the the Big Ten. But I don't know, Mertz did play better at the end of last year, and with that running game, they're not going to ask him to do too much. Got a new offensive coordinator, Bobby Ingram. Maybe that'll help things. We'll see, but. Uh, but yeah, going with Wisconsin and then in the championship game, of course, I'm taking Ohio state. I think they are kind of one in, you know, one, a one B Ohio state and Bama, as far as the two best teams in the country. yep.
2: All right. So I'm not getting crazy taking Ohio state to win the East and actually the big 10. Uh, and for the West, you know, if my life depended on it, I think I would, you know, go with Wisconsin, but I'm going to take a little flyer and take Purdue. Uh, you know, I just. Purdue's schedule sets up nice, as I mentioned earlier, with the East crossover games. Wisconsin has to play at Ohio State and at Michigan State, also draw Maryland. And then I was looking at the finish of the schedule. Purdue finishes with Illinois, Northwestern, and Indiana. That has to be the easiest finish for any Big Ten team. So I I like Jeff Brom. They seem to get some momentum beating Tennessee in their bowl game. Aiden O'Connell is great, puts up huge numbers. Defense might not be outstanding, of course, but it also, I don't think, will hinder them too much. And, and as a team, the offense or defense overall isn't a major concern, unlike some of the other West contenders. So I'll take a shot with the Boilermakers.
0: All right. Well, we're all in agreement Ohio State, of course. Um, I'm going to take another different team from the West. I'll take Iowa. i still see them as a repeating their West division champions, even though they got destroyed in the title game last year against Michigan, but michigan's in the east uh they do have a tough schedule as michael mentioned they do draw ohio state and michigan from the east but michigan does come to um iowa city and there's no reason why iowa can't 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 beat them there um so you know wisconsin to me replaces too much on defense and i don't trust their passing game at all um purdue i know they have this off schedule but just don't think they're going to have the, the the receiving core to kind of get them where they need to be with Brahms' offense and, and the defense I can't trust. I wanted to go with Purdue, but I can't. So Iowa, to me, just seems like the most stable. They're going to have a great defense. Their offense should improve at least a little bit. So I'll go with them. But Ohio State is going to be the overall winner, beating Iowa and probably handedly again in the title game.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the College Football, Gr- Football Bros. Wow. Gr- Did
0: you say girls? I you thought about it. You
1: know, it's, you know, maybe there's Why? a opening in the market for that. But um, be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And check out our YouTube episodes because, remember, this is not meant to be an exhaustive preview of the Big Ten. We've got uh, individual team episodes that are going to be going up there. We've got our 1 through 14 power rankings in the Big Ten, so check those out, and we will talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB bros. Thanks for listening.